And greetings from Fort Worth, Texas, where we are for women's basketball. The American Athletic Conference Tournament begins today. The Bulls will play tomorrow. I have to do the research. I have so much going on right now. Trust me, I'll do it today and have it for you later on. When the last time the Bulls did play in the first day of a conference tournament, because it seems like a given that they're going to get a bye. 11 teams in the tournament, 5 get a bye. If you check out our conference show, Around the American, which will run later on on Monday, we'll give you the full rundown for the conference tournament. The Bulls will be watching the middle game of the day between the 7th seed Memphis and the 10th seed East Carolina. We'll also give you the American Athletic Conference awards on Around the American as far as players of the year first, second, and third team, but of course we'll tell you which Bulls were on said teams. That'll be in our second segment. We'll also set up the men's basketball conference outlook for the men's team because, well, we called it. Unfortunately, the one part of it was going to be the Bulls finishing in last place, but the other part was UCF being the sixth seed, and indeed that is going to happen. We could have back-to-back wars on I-4 in Fort Worth, Texas on Thursday night again. Basketball details in our second block. We'll also remind you that football padded practice begins today. So although unfortunately I will not be there, I will not be able to give you video like I normally like to do, but I can tell you we will be talking to defensive coordinator Bob Shoup along with Antonio Greer and Makayla Point via Zoom today, actually during women's basketball practice here in Fort Worth, but I'll be doing both. Don't worry about it. And we'll have that audio for you on tomorrow's show. Again, would be there at the practice, but can't be because I'm getting ready to call some basketball tomorrow. Plenty of softball highlights coming your way along with baseball. Both teams were in action over the weekend. We'll cover softball in this segment. And in the next one, you're going to hear some exciting stuff, especially from the Sunday win as baseball takes two of three from Brown. It was the Jack Jaciak show on Friday night. It was the Orion Kirkring and Drew Brutcher show on Sunday. It was a struggle on Saturday, but hey, as long as you win two out of three, you are going to end up with a pretty good record, and the Bulls are pretty good. I'll tell you who's got a really good record right now is the softball team. This was the type of weekend where you could definitely see 5-0 and happening, but you still had to make it work. And except for a couple of slight moments of concern, the Bulls indeed made it work to the tune of a perfect weekend. And Georgina Corrick had a hand in all five games. In fact, she won four of them. One in relief, and the other was a save for Cork. So, yeah, not bad. Not going to give you all the highlights because it would take up a 30-minute block, but we will tell you that we are replaying the games a lot on Bulls Unlimited 2. Now, the one game we didn't do, of course, was the uh, perfect game and the one where the offense had all the big hits. That was the one that was played on Sunday, but there was just no way I could take a chance as we were leaving promptly from the Muma Center at 1.30 and the softball game against FAMU actually ended up starting at around 11.40 because the first game on Sunday took a little bit longer. And if you had told me it was definitely going to be a 90-minute game, I would have said, yeah, still maybe not sure, but it ended up being a 90-minute game because it was a run rule. We will give you a special presentation of it on Bulls Unlimited 2. Ryan Urquhart, my buddy, and more on him in a little bit, called the action for ESPN+. And so on Sunday night, I put together a nice little hour repackaging of the game. The perfect game is how Georgina Korik ended indeed a perfect weekend. We'll go in order, though, before we get there. Bulls went 5-0. and They have won overall. Nine in a row to get to 17-3 and on the season. And again, for a fourth time, there's absolutely no way Georgina Korik is not going to win American Athletic Conference Pitcher of the Week honors. The three opponents, Illinois, Chicago, Florida A&M, and Army, and frankly, Army 
to me was the most impressive team, and that's the team the Bulls only had to play once. Although FAMU did beat them in their first meeting 7-6, to six, Army took the second meeting, and Illinois-Chicago just had issues scoring runs. In fact, both of the games you would say between the Bulls and UIC, even though you knew USF was going to win the whole time, 5 nothing in the first game, 4 nothing on Saturday, didn't exactly feature a lot of highlights. In fact, here are the five runs the Bulls scored in their first game of the weekend. You'll notice there are no run scoring hits in any of these clips. Johns taps that one, and that's going to be a sure base hit. Don't know if she meant to hit it that feebly, but with her speed, was always going to get on base right there. Megan Sheehan looks at a ball, squares to bunt, pulls the bat back. Johns actually gets a pretty good jump there. That's not a bad throw, but she will steal another bag, give her 10 on the year. And she ropes it up the middle. They're going to make a play home, and Alexis Johns slides in safely. River Rivera is able to get to second. Bad throw home, and that's bad recognition on the other side. Santiago, the second baseman, had no chance of getting Alexis Johns on that play. And that was close, but called a ball inside for a bases-loaded walk. That one gets away, and it's going to lead to another run. Wild pitch, Vivian Pond will trot home. And the Bulls, who have an infield single that could have been an error, and an actual single that was eh, could have been in there, and the other one could have been about three feet from home plate. Have a 3-0 lead. Hits that ball to the shortstop. Villa is going to boot it away. One run scores, and that is an E6 all the way. Not an easy play, but Illinois-Chicago is just not making any of the plays right now. Possibly put up a four spot and think about run rule. Cadlib is off and running, and no one is there to cover, and the, he's going to score. The throw gets away, and Cadlib's going to come all the way around. Give credit to their center fielder, Fleming, for running that ball down, but once it got away, that was a run and 5 nothing. Four hits in the game. As you heard, five runs without the benefit of an actual RBI hit. The Bulls only had two RBIs, as a matter of fact, four errors on the other side, and frankly, it could have been more. Georgina Korik was pulled after five innings. She only needed 58 pitches, struck out five. One hit, Lexi Kopko came on to finish the tall-throwing lefty sophomore the last two innings, and the Bulls get off to a strong start. Then against Florida A&M, Aaron Pepping in the circle, and the Bulls did start hitting the ball. After a bizarre play on the base paths, they still managed a four-run second inning. Adonado squares to bunt, nothing doing. Ball gets away from the catcher, runners advance. And what are they doing? Piero is going back to second. I have no idea why. Piero was confused. Ken Erickson's holding out his arm like, arms like, what are you doing, Megan? The Bulls are lucky that Piero and Castro are still on, on the base paths, but they should be up on second and third now. One away, still a chance for the Bulls, obviously. Change up, looks like it's going to land fair, and it does. I had the line covered on that one, and Piero gets the point home. She's not going to stop running that time, and it's one nothing. Yeah, I'm positioned in the Donaldson deck looking down the first baseline, and she just put the bat on the ball, and it had a little bend to it, but you could see it was going to land fair and just barely, but yeah, it should be 2-0 right now. Previous play, and it doesn't matter. as She rips it through the left side of the infield, so I'll stop worrying about it. Jordan Cadlove, and they are just teeing off right now. Four hits in a row. Her RBI single brings home Castro, and it's 2-0 Bulls. Now top of the order, Alexis Johns puts her bat on the ball, and this could be two. It actually is going to be one and score the run. Boy, that brought the shortstop right onto the bag. Cuevas just stepped on second, but you got to remember who's running there, Alexis Johns. No way they were going to get her. 
So Maldonado comes home, and it's 3-0 Bulls. 3-2 to Sheehan, and pops it to the right side of the infield. She's got speed, and she'll get an infield single and an RBI as Beecham did not put enough urgency on that fielding of the ball. She was always going to field it, but make it 4 nothing. Talked to Ken Erickson afterwards, and basically Piero had her head down on a straight steal and thought that the ball might have been popped up and caught, so she went back, and as you heard, it did not cost the Bulls. Now, Pepping had no issues. She was relying on some great defense behind her. Boy, Alana Rivera at shortstop has been spectacular. Bulls did not commit an error on the day, and Megan Piero at second is also very, very tremendous. Des Maldonado at third as well. Alexis Johns, who on the afternoon in two games stole five bases, bunt single, steal second, Megan Sheehan puts runners on the corners, and then Alana Rivera blasts a deep fly ball to score the run. That seemed like it was going to be enough, 5 nothing against Florida A&M. Then Aaron Pepping, who had not given up a hit, starts to find issues with the strike zone. She kept trying to hit the inside corner to righty. She is a righty and wasn't getting the call. First of all, gave up her first hit, and it was a solid single. Then a walk, a ground out for the second out, had runners at second and third, and then she walks another batter. Again, just missing in the same spot. Bases loaded walk. She comes out. Antoinette Hill comes on. Two passed balls. And all of a sudden, it's 5-3 to three and another walk. So FAMU had a legitimate chance to tie the score. And frankly, I was looking for Georgina Cork to come in. Hill does get out of that inning, keeps it 5-3. to three. And it was funny. You should see what happened. And you'll hear it on the replay as the... Bottom of the fifth ends with a great defensive play by the Rattlers. So they're coming back. They've just scored three runs. And out comes Georgina Korik. And their coaches looked at each other like, oh, man. And sure enough, a pair of one, two, three innings. So Korik got the save. They needed it. And also USF added on a run in the sixth. Pretty nice moment as Divine Davis gets her first career RBI. If you want to listen to that, we are replaying the games in full on Bulls Unlimited 2 today. Megan Sheehan had three hits in the game. The Bulls had 12 hits, so they really got the bats going. Then the next day against Illinois Chicago, no highlights from this one. It just had a feeling of this game is a snail's pace. It ended up being two hours and ten minutes, despite the fact that it was a complete game from Corrick. It just took Illinois-Chicago forever to relay the pitches from the dugout. There were a lot of chances for bigger innings for the Bulls. When I'm inclined and have more time, I want to do the comparison of how long the Bulls' half innings with their offense lasted compared to the Flames with Corrick pitching. She went the distance, three hits, eight strikeouts, and went to 11-0. The Bulls did get run-scoring hits in this one, unlike the first time against UIC, but they were charged with three errors, and I'm telling you, it could have been a half dozen. Some kind hometown scoring on the other side, and the Bulls win it 4 to nothing. That game also, because the others earlier in the day took so long, it was pretty obvious we were going to have to call up the second channel. We put the next game on Bulls Unlimited 2 because it was definitely going to be still going on while baseball was underway. And so during the middle portions of the 4-1 win against Army, you get some quality background noise from the baseball complex. It was kind of a wild situation. And while the wind was blowing in and keeping the Bulls from several long extra base hits on this day, Man, Emma Humblick almost had her first home run. She blasted one to center field. They got caught up in the wind. Army was getting some help from the wind. 
but Alana Rivera with a double and Jordan Cadlib with a single, and the Bulls had a 2-0 lead. But this was the game where the wind was really blowing in all day long, and the Bulls were having hits by Emma Humplick that looked like a straightaway center bomb for a homer, get caught before the warning track, that kind of thing. Jordan Cadlib lines into a double play in the bottom of the fourth and the top of the fourth. Unfortunately, Pepping could not finish that inning, so she came up one out shy of the four required to get another win. Lexi Kopko came on to face a lefty with a couple on. So three of the first four innings, Army stranded a couple of runners. They were getting base runners and getting chances, and they had scored at least four runs in all of their games, so you figured they would score. And indeed, in the fifth, they did. As Kopko struggled, hits a batter, walks a batter, here comes Vivian Palm. Army scratches across a run with a sack fly and has the tying run at third. Who are you going to call? Oh, yeah, Georgina Korik for her latest special moment. Korik did pitch seven innings and only needed 77 pitches earlier. So she is fresh. She has been busy. Korik's just waiting for the hitter to step in. Just gave it a shrug like any time now. Two and two. Here's the pitch, and swan a miss strike three. Korik runs up to her catcher, gives Josie Foreman a big hug. And that was 1,000 career strikeouts for Georgina Korik. Amazing, amazing stuff. And it's almost like that moment eased the Bulls' bats because they came out blasting Vivian Pond's first extra base hit, tacking on two here in the bottom of the fifth. Now you got to do something with this chance if you're the Bulls. They have done just enough to win in most cases this weekend in recent situations, but... Oh, Pond destroys that ball, and the win again won't be able to stop that one. Actually, the runners had the hold, so it's only going to drive in one, but that is a ripped RBI double for Pond, and it's 3-1. to one. I mean, ripped. And threatening to do more, and Epperson gets it through the hole. That is going to score Piero. They're going to hold Pond at third, and it's 4-1. to one. So the Bulls win it 4-1 to one and off to Sunday, and it was an easy win. You knew it was going to happen, but it was great to see the bats come through. You're going to hear that part. You're going to hear the ending part. Oh, yeah, the perfect game. Also, some great moments from baseball as they take two or three from Brown. We'll also give you the basketball outlook and preview what's happening this week, starting today, actually, for golf, as they are both men and women in events that begin today. Stay tuned for more Bulls Beat.